We're the Nada Grande Boys. I'm Rodney Wood. And I'm Kyle Jackson. Welcome to the Nada Grande Outdoors podcast where we hunt it forward. So we got two things going on here. First off, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Uh, we have an intro now that does that, remember? Well, I didn't, I didn't say who we are and, and, and all that stuff. So, I just said welcome. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. So there's two things. First off, we're driving down the road. Second off, um, we've got a new... New equipment. Equipment. And so we're pretty interested in, in checking it out and seeing how it works, so... You guys let us know if um, hopefully the, the, the sound, sound quality is quality. a lot better. Yeah, the sound so quality is, we, we're hoping is a lot better. We got some, uh, not I guess not complaints, but yeah, you can call them complaints. <laughs> yeah, complaints, straight uh, up. Straight up complaints about uh, occasionally, you know, when we started, well, we're still doing it as backup, but using the phone as, as the recording device, and, and it, it's great because it was free allows us to to get get stuff started but whenever one or or the other of us is talking too loud or too soft you would have to turn up the volume in the in the vehicle in order to hear it and then somebody else would come in really loud and you have to turn it back down so that was the complaint that that sound quality wasn't that good because of the variations well right we've got some new equipment that we're trying out this is our first podcast that that we are using it on. Yep. And maybe. And maybe. that's that's well, the cool thing. We're recording it on both right now. Yeah, to see if it we're gonna works. we're gonna see <laughs> if it works because we're recording on both the phone and the new equipment. And hopefully it does because uh, it should uh, but we'll, we'll, like with a phone you can you can play it back immediately and hear it. Um, this one you're gonna have to we have to download on the computer and then upload right. it to the app and Anyways, so and then new in, equipment in, in fine, not a grande fashion. We're doing it as we're driving on the down fly. the road, That's, yeah, I'll, which I'll is fly. cool. So, <laughs> so we missed a couple of Mondays uh, <coughs> releasing a podcast. Now, uh, a couple of Mondays two, missing. Two Mondays are missing. Yeah, hits and misses. And Tuesday then Tuesdays on the podcast. Two two Tuesdays ago, <clears throat> so a little over a week and a half ago. Um, I sent out a video telling you I wouldn't, I, I wasn't going to be releasing a podcast that, this that week, but uh, this week we were supposed to. We just got a little behind preparing for um, our Idaho trip. Oh yeah, we've been looking forward to this one for a long time, right? And so that's kind of what we've got coming up. I guess what we'll talk about today. Uh, uh, Not coming up, but yeah, it's yeah, it's here. But over the next few weeks podcast wise um, you know we've got we've got some cool things coming oh um, absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're gonna be going through Utah uh, and doing some cool stuff in Utah and talking to uh, some people about hunting and fishing in Utah um, and then we're gonna be going all over uh, Idaho um, doing some fly fishing and talking to a few different people in Idaho um, about various uh, outdoor activities in Idaho. Um, Going to be going to Montana, Wyoming, Colorado. 
Yeah. We're gonna have to hold our breath as we go through Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make sure you don't. Make sure we can pass yeah. the drug test when we get back. Yeah. yeah. Make sure we can still pass the test when we get home. Um, Just kidding, Colorado people. What else? Nothing. Um, well, I don't. I shouldn't say nothing. Uh, the big thing is draw results are out this week. Christmas in New red, Mexico. Red or green, baby. Red or green. Christmas uh, in New Mexico. I've always been partial to green myself, and uh, it's a good thing because we got a lot of green this year. We did. We had a good haul this year, right. and I am, uh, you know, prior to the the draw, there was a lot of uh, you know talk about what are you putting in for, how are you going to do it, you know, this, that, and the other, and we 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 put out a podcast about how Rodney right. has so meticulously broken down the draw results and the harvest reporting and all that, and his methods Proof. to the madness, and, and we can honestly say, whether it's luck or not, I don't know. I don't think it is. I, I think there's some some method to the madness, simply because we can say in the last four years we've drawn three elk, three tags, elk tags, two antelope tags, two antelope tags, and four deer tags, and a deer tag every single year. Now, again, coming back to that podcast, uh, just touching on it again. That's because we are willing to get out of outside of our comfort zone. What yeah. what do we get this yeah. year? We, so we got we got deer, elk, and antelope. <laughs> we got a couple of muzzleloader tags for uh, deer and elk. Uh, archery antelope tag, which I'm really excited about the archery antelope tag because so one of the things is that, that New Mexico has a completely new system for hunting antelope this year. Yeah, it's totally and different I, from I what it has been. Yeah, and, and we just don't know what's going to happen. You know, we don't know. I mean, there's thoughts that it could. You know, drive the population down really bad. Um, well, there's all there's all there, kinds there, of yeah. There's just all kinds of, of there's good. You know, there's people saying it's gonna be good. Right. People, it's it's a new system. Nobody we just don't know. Nobody really likes change, yeah. but it's a new system, so we, we don't really know. Right. And the biggest the biggest problem with it was it was just a crapshoot as far as the draw odds because we have absolutely no data to go on. Right. Right. Yeah. And so the cool thing. Uh, about it, about drawing an antelope tag this year is um, good or bad. The the new rules and the new system for antelope is not going to have any effect on the herd this year, right now. Yeah. So we get to go out there with our great, which we have a fantastic antelope herd uh, here in New Mexico, and we get to go out there and hunt that herd um, without having to worry about. Well, we get to How hunt, it's going to be we, effective. We get to hunt it pretty much like we have in the past, yes. except, you know, especially for bow. So it was interesting because the old system, the bow hunt was multiple GMUs, public land. Yeah. And so we were used to the public land part of it. Yeah. The rifle, you got assigned to a, uh, you got a assigned ranch. to a ranch. Uh, and you can hunt that ranch, both the public land and the private land on that ranch. That, that that part has gone away. But the only thing that has changed with the bow part of it is it's still public land. It's just you're going to have to be 
in a that specific unit. GMU. You can't yeah. go to different GMUs. Yeah. And that, so that that's the only thing that's changed, but but as far as the way we hunt antelope with a bow and the places that we go, for the most part, we're gonna be going to the same areas that we've yeah. hunted before. Yeah. So it's it's nice because it's not a huge change for us. Yeah. And it's a it's a chance to kind of stick with the status quo yeah. and and the phenomenal um, you know herds that we have right yeah and, and that's a cool thing I, I mean it's kind of cool I, and but so the last antelope uh, tag that we had um, was an archery tag up in the northeast corner and it consisted like you said of like seven or eight different units yeah and we predominantly hunted in one unit yeah and that's the unit that we draw that we drew yes so, well, uh, so that's kind of cool. We, we, cool. we know that. We, we get know to go back country. to some of the same places. Uh, you know, so that's that's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, I'm pretty stoked about that. I'm real stoked about our deer hunt. Um, we're kind of we're kind of going back to uh, 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 this is our fallback our fallback uh, area. Uh, we really However, like this area. you know, we call it our fallback area, but we it's have a quality we, hunt. It's a it's a fantastic hunt, um, and we have talked about. You know, we we actually discussed this year before we put in. We discussed making it our first choice, just because we enjoy hunting there so much, yeah. and we haven't hunted there in several years. And and ultimately, ultimately, we decided not to. We made it our third choice. But we drew it, and I'm really happy that we drew it because I absolutely love that hump. Yeah. We get to stay with family. Um, yeah. It's just a real relaxed, fun hump. Yeah. And I think the I think the hope was that we would draw that unit in, with archery. Yes. Um, well, and that that was the that was the goal, and that's yeah. why we ended up putting it as our third, third choice. choice. Yeah. But um, we wanted to return to that unit because that is a quality yeah. quality unit. Yeah. Yeah, and that's one, you know, we, we talk about the different ways that you set up your draw, and, and so the way we do it for our deer, um, you know, naturally, uh, um, put 2B or 2C for your first choice, because that's such a great hunt. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, you start you start staggering, you know, and that was our choice. We would like to run our tree in that unit, so, and then we would also like to hunt that unit so that was in the ended up being our second third choices uh, knowing full well that those were probably one of the two tags that we were going to draw not likely to get that that first choice um, especially since we just had it a couple of years ago yeah uh, the odds of drawing that again so quick would, are, are pretty slim so, so not yeah, to say not to say it couldn't happen and and I'm I'm going to shamelessly put a plug in here for I love the open draw system. So do I. I, I do not want a point system. Ever, uh, I've talked to people who have said, yeah, you know, we need to go to a preference point system. And, no. And, you know, there's it, obviously people who, anybody who has never or has not drawn a tag or, you know, people who say, oh, I haven't drawn an elk tag in nine years. Uh, yeah, obviously you're disappointed, but I... I absolutely do not want to go to a preference point system. No. It, and it, and it, if you have a different viewpoint on it, cool, let us know. I would like to hear your view, viewpoint on it, but from where I sit, from from the experiences and the people that I've talked to, it's going to be really interesting because 
the podcast, some of the podcasts that we've got coming up, we're going to talk about Utah, who has a preference point system. Yeah. And so we'll we'll be able to get you know this it won't just be us talking out of turn. We'll be able to actually get their viewpoint on it from someone who has to or you know who has to deal with that system year in and year out. But um, from where we sit, and again, our opinion, this the open draw is the way to go because you have a fair and equal chance every single year. Yes. Yeah. And I, 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 I certainly like it. I, you know, I know that, you know, I've read a lot of horror stories about point creep and, and, um, you know, how you can buy points and, and, you know, there's, there's pluses to it, you know, but there's also some definite drawbacks. And, and right now where we're at, every single person that puts in for the draw has the same chance as everybody else. And that's what I like. Well, and, and it's also, you know, our, our push for hunt it forward, our push for getting new hunters into the field. In my mind, the open draw system is ideal for that. Yeah, it's so hard for, for new hunters to get involved if, if they're behind on points. And you know, it, you're asking them to take on a lot. Yeah, and we'll probably have some pushback on this and people saying, oh, no, you can get an over-the-counter tag here or it's just the quality hunts. Yeah, we understand that. We do. It's yeah. just when that person is ready, are they going to have enough points yeah. to even even put in? And, and, and here in New Mexico, there's no over-the-counter hunts. Don't have that opportunity. Well, don't have that opportunity. There's no, you know, deer, elk, or draw. Oh, there are over-the-counter hunts, but not for the traditional deer, elk, correct antelope. I mean, correct. just the private land. There's no just public land, land exactly over the counter. There's we talked about and, and we've talked about this before. They don't barbary sheep statewide, uh, oryx yeah. uh, off range or or uh, yeah, those on private land. Those aren't beginner again hunters. No, they're not hunts. We're talking about the traditional type of hunts that you think about big game yeah. getting into deer elk antelope yeah you know uh, for, for, for first time hunters and and quick shout out to last year's um hunt it forward participants uh we took them hunting last year they got some private land doe tags they were both successful this year and a few podcasts ago we did a podcast where we were helping them um, navigate, navigate the draw system yeah. and and putting in for their very first hunt Public and I'm hunts. extremely happy to report that they drew cow tags and I, I am just so so excited oh my I was gosh. more excited about that than I was more excited about that and my daughter drawing a tag than I was about me drawing a tag yeah and I was pretty damn excited about me drawing tags <laughs> so well that every, should say something year, yeah but no, that that's exactly right, uh, Emily and Adrian. Uh, Emily and Adrian, congratulations! Yeah. Um, you, that is so awesome that they drew those cow tags. Yes. But but again, I'm you know I'm gonna give a plug to you. Um, it might just be luck, but we tried to work through that system and use those those drawing odds to our advantage yes. to give them the best opportunity possible to draw a tag and it's again thankfully you know they're they're young enough in their hunting careers that they don't know much better and they're willing to kind of get outside their comfort zone and go places they haven't been right and, right. and 
that's key because we were able to go ahead and, and get them some good drawing on type hunts. Exactly. And, the, and, and in a point system, um, that would not have been possible. You know, they probably wouldn't have had the opportunity to draw those hunts in a point system. So it's pretty cool that they were able to do that, uh, get lucky and draw some cow tags. And um, I like how the cow, cow tags in New Mexico are New Mexico residents only. Um, you know, that really helps their state uh, promote hunting and yes. bring in new hunters. Yeah. So very cool. Super excited for them. Very, very cool. Super excited for my daughter. Yeah. Uh, she drew her first hunt last year. She was unsuccessful in the draw. Um, and that was kind of cool in its own right because she got to experience the, the disappointment of not drawing a tag. Yeah. Um, but this year she was, uh, you know, fortunate to draw a tag. So she got to experience that excitement of drawing a tag. It'll be her first uh, big game hunt, not counting turkey. Um, so that's going to be really cool. She's got a, she actually drew a youth tag, which those are really hard tags to draw. Yeah, it's so funny because we, we, we try and provide. It's good that they're hard yeah, to draw. Yeah. It means that there's lots of youths out there trying to put in. Two or youths. two youths. Or there's. No, there's it, it, it's very good that they're hard to draw because we, you know, we do have a lot of youth out there who are trying to, to put in for those hunts. But yeah. it's. it's it's a very interesting dynamic because um, there's a lot of people when when you talk about bringing new hunters into the fold, that's immediately what comes to mind is is the young the young hunters, the young people, your kids, your neighbors, whatever. Um, but we pr try to provide those strictly youth opportunities, and even at that, it becomes difficult for them to come through and, and, yeah. and pick up yeah. a tag. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it, it may, yeah, just, just FYI, you guys are listening to this podcast on our old recording equipment because our new recording equipment is no longer recording. <laughs> That's weird. Right? We'll figure it out. Technical difficulties. Um, you know, maybe, maybe it'll help, uh, you know, as she grows in her hunting career, maybe it'll help her realize that uh, you know you're not going to be successful every single year. Now, of course, I didn't put her in for 15 different things. I put her in for deer hunt, yeah, a deer hunt. Uh, you know, so hopefully that you know she'll learn from like last year's experience of not drawing, and she'll learn. You know, you're not going to be lucky every year. And when you're not lucky, um, I know it sucks. I know it's disappointing, but be happy for those that were lucky. And um, and support them, you know. Go hunting with a buddy that did draw out. Yeah. Uh, you know, go squirrel hunting, go quail hunting, go turkey hunting. Uh, there's plenty of hunting opportunities out there. You know, when you don't draw out, uh, you know, play golf, as my buddy David King would say. <laughs> uh, who he hasn't drawn a tag, I think, in three years. So I I, I definitely feel sorry for him. Um, but then again, you know, he might not be using the system. <laughs> <laughs> try it. Try a new. Try a new discipline in hunting. You know, go. Yeah, you know, and I guess. I mean, I'm not knocking those that 
they, they simply want to hunt rifle and they simply want to hunt in no, their, in no, their backyard. Absolutely not. But but if you're gonna do that, if if you're gonna if you're gonna just put in rifle and you're just gonna put in in your backyard and it's a and it's a long drawing odds, you need to understand that it's probably not gonna be very often that you draw that tag. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Take 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 it into account. Uh, you, you just may not may not pull that tag, um, but it. You know, I also wonder how many people actually know about drawing odds and, and all that. So, or 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 take the time. I know they don't take the time that you take to to comb through them. So, no, um, no. you know, there's but and there's and, there, and I, I meant to talk to you about this and I didn't. Um, they, they've got they've got so much out there. You know, like Go Hunt and they've got other apps where the the map is actually color coordinated to drawing odds yeah and it's interactive where you can type in i forget the name of the the map that i was looking at. it wasn't go hunt it was another one but yeah um the, you can put in different scenarios like like the one that the video that was showing it was of utah and it would you could increase your points like you could say i got i got 10 points and then it would show you your drawing odds for each unit or you could tell it I've got 30 points and it would tell you your drawing odds for each unit yeah so there's there's all these devices out there that are doing what I've been doing only they do it at the touch of a button and I've been doing it manually for years so um I, I, I'm not gonna knock the system Keep no doing it manually. If, if it helps people get in the outdoors I will happily sacrifice some of my Drawing success uh, to get more and more people outdoors. That's the name of the game. That's what Nada Grande is all about. That's what we want: is more people outdoors and and giving more people more opportunities um, is what it's about. Uh, in New Mexico this year, they split the archery season, and I'm fixing to make a lot of people mad. They split. Brace the, yourself. Yeah, they, Rodney's about to big mouth it. Right. They split the archery season, so it used to be you could hunt, uh, well, if you want to go old school, it used to be hunt, that you hunt in September in your specific unit, and then January you could hunt anywhere in the state. Yeah. And then several years back they changed it to where, you know, you just had September and then January, but both in the same unit, right? Yeah. And so now they've split it to where you can either put in for September or January. But if you draw, you don't get both. Yeah. You gotta and pick one or the other. That made a lot of people mad because they, you know, want to, they wanted both. But what it did is it created opportunity. Absolutely. It created other, you know, and, and now I'm not a huge fan of hunting archery in September, but if I had the for deer. choice of, yeah, for deer, yeah, uh, if I had the choice Big of, fan, for real. of hunting, um, deer in September or not hunting deer, I'm going to choose hunting deer in September. Yeah, exactly. You know, so throw that in as your third choice and don't worry about it. Yeah. Because that's going to be a a hunt that has a high drawing success rate. Yeah. So what you, when you're looking at it, you know, people would say, well, why wouldn't you just put in for January hunts for your three choices? Well, because if you have, to choose, if you have to choose between not hunting and hunting in September, sure, let's put yeah. in for two January hunts, bow hunts, 
and for deer as your first and second choice, but then you you throw that fallback in there. Yep. I just want to go hunting. And that's all about, and that's what we talked about. It's, it's all about your preference, you know. There are people out there that are just going to put in for January hunts, and that's it. Yeah. Because they don't want to hunt archery in September because they don't like it. Yeah. And that's fine. That's okay. If, if, you know, but and understand I, when you yeah. don't draw, again, understand yeah. when you don't draw that that's why. Because yeah. of the drawing success. Yeah. And, but but what the, why I'm happy they did that is because it created opportunity for others. Agree. You know, and. Well, you got a, you got a buddy who prefers hunting. Yeah. September. He, he preferred. He awesome. Put, he put September as his first choice. Uh, now, I thought he was batshit crazy, but that, you know, he wants to hunt, so I'm all for it. Yeah. Have you know, at it. Have, have at it. it. Do your thing. Um, I like it. But, but yeah, I'm all about that creating opportunity. That's the one thing that I did like about the antelope system. Uh, maybe not the one thing. There's a couple of things I like about the antelope system. A couple of things I don't. But, in doing it the way they did it, is they created opportunity. more opportunity. They actually there's a there's roughly a hundred more antelope tags for the public draw system than there was. Yeah. And I'm all about opportunity. Uh, I like New Mexico because it's an opportunity state. To, uh, I'm, uh, it, this is a funny. This is one of those rare instances where I'm kind of across the fence from Rodney on yeah. this. Uh, and, and it's not that I'm against opportunity. I'm all for opportunity. But under the old system, it was it was harder to draw a tag. Uh-huh. And, and I have no idea how the new system is going to go. I'm just I'm just basing it off of the statistics that I know about. So let's take for example deer. Um, they 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 <laughs> they relate new antelope system a lot to how the deer system is. It's very similar. Uh, Almost identical. There's a few differences to it, but (coughs) like with deer, you have to hunt, you know, you have several different dates and you can only hunt public land. Um, Well, you can can hunt private land with permission. With permission, correct. But um, there's a lot of landowners who are not going to give permission to the general public. Correct. So, with deer, I think at the time, the statewide success rate for harvesting a deer across all disciplines was approximately 33%. Uh-huh. Under the antelope system, the way that it was, the success rate was 77%. So, if you drew a tag... It was a phenomenal uh, chance that chance you were going to get an animal. And New Mexico is known for its large antelope. And yes. having that the way it, we did have it, the private landowners and the public landowners, or the, yeah, private landowners and the public hunters, the public landowners, because they had, they were assigned to a ranch and everybody could hunt all of the property, not you know, they weren't separated between private and public. Everyone everyone who was assigned to the ranch, whether private landowner or public landowner, could hunt the entire ranch. The public hunters had just as good of a chance. Sorry about that, guys. Just as good of a chance to kill a, 
you know, record book antelope as the private land hunters. Correct. I, again, I don't know how it's going to play out. My feeling, though, is just because I know how antelope are, my feeling is that that chance, those chances are significantly going to be decreased at least in the northeast part of the state, simply because of the land configuration, there's not a lot of big chunks of public land. Well, and and you've got three times the hunters out there. I would, I well, not really. I would tend to agree with you, but here's one of the things: a lot of those units, and this is where, I, and uh, to finish my thought, I like New Mexico because it's an opportunity state, but they take the opportunity to create quality units so there's a lot of these units that they're only given 10 tags yeah and so those units will inherently become quality units because they're not hunting them heavily there's they're they're giving away smaller numbers to those specific areas so you're going to have opportunity areas and quality areas and we have that with the deer there's, there's a lot of quality that. you know but here's, um, here's, and I agree here's with the, you on the antelope. We, we're, we're, we're right there on the same wavelength with the antelope system. I'm, I don't think that either of us are huge fans of it. But I'll say this. I, what I was talking about with New Mexico being an opportunity state is I'm talking about hunting across the board. Yeah. Not specifically antelope. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm not a I'm not an overly huge fan of the new antelope system. I'll give it a chance. We'll wait and see what happens with it. But the one thing that was cool in it is it did provide 100 extra tags, which means 100 more people get to go hunting, which is cool. Now, if that decimates the antelope herd, it's not cool. Well, and, and to finish my thought, you know, you can't please everybody. I understand no. that. And so when people draw a tag and, and go to a piece of public land and don't even see an antelope, they're going to complain about it. I understand that. Yeah. But looking at the numbers across the state, deer harvest was 33%. So you're going to go from an antelope, a good likelihood that you're going to go from 77% harvest success rate to 30 to 40% harvest rate. Um, now the biologists, whenever they, whenever they um, presented this system to public at the meetings the private landowners at the meetings they said oh we don't think it will go that low we think it will stay up around 50 percent and i i disagree with that but we'll see yeah we'll see you know one of the questions i have is is this okay are deer are are the are the deer and i don't know the answer to this i'm just speculating here um when you look at deer numbers and being down there at 30 percent why is that? Okay. Uh, one of my thoughts on that is it might be because, not because of the deer herd, but because you have so many road hunters. You have a lot of road hunters. Yeah, very there. possible. Who knows? With antelope, I mean, that's actually a successful tactic. <laughs> you know what I mean? But. It's a much different animal. They, 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 they congregate in much different places. Antelope are much more findable than deer are. They are. However, so here's and here's the flip side to that. And the reason that I say I, you know, the reason I'm I'm basing my, you know, opinion, again, just an opinion. But what what I'm basing my my thoughts on is that 
because like and again I'm talking northeast where where we're known to have good good herds good quality antelope uh, I know in the southeast you have you know lots big track lots bigger tracks of BLM BLM and and forest service and stuff like that but not as much not as much private not herd. as much private but in not the northeast where it's so it's a lot more checkerboarded you have a section of state here and it's you know couple of sections of state land yeah. over here <laughs> you you hunt a deer and take a shot at one and you miss it or you, or you bump one uh, oftentimes that deer will just run over the ridge and bed correct. down correct and they're not going to completely leave the country you take a shot at an antelope and it'll run a country it, mile it'll it'll run 10 miles yep and you won't see it again you know, they may be on the piece of state land in the morning and five, ten miles away yeah. at water, you know, in the evening. Yeah. And so that, that's my fear is that that because of the uh, because of the land configuration, it's going to be you're going to get a lot of people complaining. Oh, I drew a tag, but I didn't even see an animal. Yeah, yeah. It, it's going to be an, it's going to be an interesting. Um, I'm interested to see how it turns out. Yeah. You know, as far as, as like our archery hunt, you know, we, I went, I went down, so I drew, I drew, we drew the archery tags, but we went from a um, six or seven unit area to a one unit area, you know, and I've already started looking at it and um, there's not a lot, like you said, it's checkerboarded. There's not a lot of uh, landmass areas to hunt. Yeah, you know, there's a bunch of small areas, and and so I think that was my biggest yeah. complaint about the change in the antelope system was the just the sheer amount of landmass that the public hunters are now not going to get to hunt. Absolutely, uh, yeah, it's that that's a um, it was a cool system being able to uh, get placed on a ranch and and have that area you know kind of designated to you. Um, starting to see a lot of deer driving through here. Yeah. Um, but you know, like I said, I'm willing to wait and see. Um, I'm willing to wait and see how it turns out. Uh, I wasn't overly supportive of of the idea, but well, we'll see. And so, and and we'll go on the flip side. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna totally bash it. Like you said, there's some good things about it. Yeah. If you look at it from the perspective of the North American conservation model, where wildlife is owned by the public owned by everybody not just the public the public and and the private you know the people of new mexico own the wildlife of new mexico when you look at it from that perspective this is um probably a better system yeah because now we're not you know the state of new mexico never gave you know the landowners tags they never said these tags are yours this wildlife is yours but it was right there on the edge you know we gave them authorizations that you could turn into tags and we said okay this is how many you can hunt so the new mexico the state of new mexico the game of fish held you know they held on to that that, that power that you know yeah. the ability to delegate what this does is it gives private landowners a little bit more 
flexibility. Well, well, they have they now they have the power to manage the herds on their private land themselves. Exactly. There's no government management How, on their private land. Yes, exactly. And so, um, well, people will say, well, that's good, that's bad. What it does is it it basically says the only thing that a landowner can do is give trespass rights. Yes. They they're not gonna they're not gonna sell and buy and sell. They're not gonna commercialize tags. These deer coming up. Yeah. Um, they're not gonna buy and sell tags. All that Correct. they are doing is selling trespass rights. Same same as with deer. Correct. But what is what the cool thing that they did do? Okay, so like in the previous system. Um, you didn't have to to adhere to a hunt date, right? Well, the, you, had a, you had a lot more flexibility in that. The public land, in, they they did. Yes, they, I'm talking the private land here. They, private land antelope. Yes, they had a little bit more flexibility. They had so, like 85 consecutive days or so, 83 consecutive yeah, days. So one of my worries was that, okay, now they can, they can do as many antelope tags as they want. So if a private landowner wants to sell a hundred trespass rights, he can. Yep. And then those hundred people can go buy an antelope tag and hunt on that property. Correct. The key is, the key here is, they can only do it during that hunt date. Yes. So during, a private during, landowner... During the same hunt dates as the public... Correct. As the public draw. So... So one, what you were talking about, how antelope are going to run off and not come back. If they're doing that on private property, they're going to push those antelope out yeah, back to the public property. So there's going to be movement, which yeah. is good for hunting. Yeah. Um, and but second, it's also going to limit the number uh, of tags that a private landowner can sell because you're not going to have be able to have that many people on your property at once during just one hunt. Yeah, well, so, it, it should it should self-regulate itself. That's the that's, this first year we'll you, you may get that you may get like 50 guys on on a thousand acres cuz cuz they don't know any better. But next Correct. next year the year after you're not going to get that cuz word's going to get around. Yeah. You know antelope on that guy's place. Don't he sells too many tags. He sells too many tags. Don't buy it. So that, that's the idea that it's going to self-regulate. Hopefully that's the case. I, I think it will be. Well, yeah, we'll hope. I mean, your larger ranches, that's they're going to self-regulate anyway because they're not going to want to decimate their herds. Yeah. Uh, because they know the price, the value is in a good, healthy herd with large animals. Correct. You know, so some of your smaller uh, <coughs> landowners will probably sell, sell oversell. Uh, but like you said, after the first year or two, that'll go away because people will realize, yeah, they, the guy sells too many tags and he's got too many people on his property and he doesn't have enough property to support that many hunters. Yeah. And thus he doesn't have the antelope to support those hunters. Now, there's also an interesting deal to this and we're probably hashing this out too much, but... Squirrel! Um, so what? Uh, <laughs> this is our podcast. We can do what we want. That's right. But, um, there is an interesting caveat where private landowners who are doing habitat work specifically for antelope yes can get hunt dates outside of the public hunt dates yeah and i and think that's a good i think that's, that's a, good that's a really good program yeah. that's because that's because you're building habitat. habitat and habitat builds larger herds it's it's one of the arguments with the 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 uh the elk tags 
that people get for private land. You know, they're providing habitat, so they have they. It's good for them to. Uh, you know, I'm happy for them to get um, some compensation for the habitat that they are providing for our elk herd. Yeah, and and so that's and that's a very important distinction I think should be made is you know you, you'll you'll get those naysayers who say oh so they're just catering to the private landowners again. Um, if you know, and, and this is this is also something that we we harp on all the time with Not a Grande, is we need to bridge that gap between our private landowners, yeah. especially our agricultural landowners, who most of those big places are they're agricultural. They they raise crops or they they raise cattle. So here's the here's the interesting thing that I want uh, that I want to really get the point across. Yes, they're providing they're providing you know, a benefit to a private landowner who is then passing that on to their private hunter because they're doing habitat work on private property. But I don't know a rancher out there who doesn't lease ground, who doesn't do the same thing on his private property that he does on the lease ground. They make improvements, they build waters, they... You know they fix their fences and that's you know that's one of them from from what i know about pronghorn you know one of one of the biggest problems with quote-unquote habitat is fencing you gotta you gotta get that bottom wire at least 16 inches above the ground for them to have movement yep and be able to grow um if they can't move if they're if they're stuck in one place that herd's not going to grow yep so but I don't know a rancher out there who's not going to do that on all the country that he runs cows on. Yeah. Both his both his both least his public least, land, both his least and public his private land, and his private land. And so, yeah. when you're saying, "Oh, you're just giving benefits for the private landowners," they're giving benefits to our herd. Most of the time, those those ranchers are doing it on the public land, whether you know it or not. Correct. And, and so you're benefiting from that as well. Yep. We're benefiting from the work that they do on the public lands, and we're also benefiting from the habitat that they're providing on the private lands. Exactly. Um, you know, because there's a lot of places, there's a ton of places here in New Mexico uh, that the 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 animal herds, be it deer or, or elk, um, need that private land habitat. Yeah. And they may not even be there during hunting season they on may that not private even land. Be there all but year, they yeah. need that private land habitat for winter range or summer range so it's important it's important habitat and those private landowners are providing it and um the water man yep it's crazy it is a part of the ecosystem yeah you know it it, it is a vital part so uh, so yeah that's i I mean i think that's a, a good a good i guess compromise to make Yes. So, yeah. Now, it doesn't, that doesn't excuse them from locking gates that shouldn't be locked. No. And, and, and it again, doesn't we're, excuse we're not, we're public not, hunters from cutting fences that shouldn't be exactly. cut. Exactly. Yeah. We don't condone any of that stuff. We'll call you out on all of that stuff, yeah. whether it's private landowner, landowner, public landowner. The bottom line is, man, be respectful. Yeah. Um, and... And bridge bridge those gaps. If we all work together towards a common goal of producing a quality herd of animals 
then we're all winners. Everybody's going to benefit from that. So, we've got some cool stuff coming up. Um, like we said, we've got some some uh, cool podcasts coming with some cool companies. Uh, we won't drop any names right now, but um, like I said, over the next few four or five weeks, we'll be bringing you some really cool podcasts from uh, Utah, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming. Um, looking forward to it. You guys stay tuned. Check in with us. Uh, we're going to be putting lots of content on our Instagram, Facebook, uh, all Insta- that stuff. Insta face hole. Insta face hole. Um, we're we're going to bring a lot of the, a lot bring you guys a lot of the kind of the behind the scenes stuff uh, from this this trip. Uh, we're really excited about it, and uh, hope you guys enjoy following along with it too. Yep. Uh, don't forget, go to notagrandeoutdoors.com and check Not out the mercantile. Notagrandeoutdoors.com. <laughs> uh, thank you, Dana, for that. Um, but go to the mercantile on our website. We've got shirts. We've got hats. We've got stickers. Uh, come support us in our uh, Hunt It Forward efforts. Absolutely. Um, we've got two new Hunt It Forward participants. Yes, we do. Uh, Shay and Ryan, welcome to the family. Uh, looking forward to getting together with them um, and and doing the, the, the Hunt It Forward thing. Um, Hunt It Forward initiative with them. Uh, Going to start working on that before too long. Uh, get them out. Get some shooting instruction. Yep. Um, get them prepared for their hunts this coming season. And uh, really looking forward to that. And uh, our hunts this year, uh, last year's Hunt It Forward participants, uh, we're going to help them out with their hunt as much as we can. Uh, should be a good year. Should be a really good year. We're, we're just excited about the start of it. And lots and lots of lots hunting. Of, lots of stuff coming up. We've got our three hunts. We've got two hunted forward hunts we've got last year's hunted forward participants that we'll, we know will be helping in some shape or form um, and then we've got uh, my Man. daughter's hunt mm-hmm. so we've got a lot of hunting to do this year very excited about that very excited I don't know if my wife's excited but I am it's what we do it's who we are she knew that thanks for joining adios adios Thanks for joining Not a Grande Outdoors podcast. Come follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And don't forget about our website, www.notagrandeoutdoors.com. Adios. Adios.